Welcome to the inaugural episode of MTG PodQuest, the only podcast covering the mobile game Magic the Gathering Puzzle Quest, including the top coalitions, players, and personalities in, of, around, for, within, and perhaps slightly adjacent to the MTGPQ community. I am Nerd Thuggery of the Gods of Theros Mega Coalition. Pipes is off for the holidays, so really this episode will serve as a soft launch of this podcast, which is why I am calling it the prologue episode. However, I will take this opportunity to cover a few things of timely importance, specifically the global results from last weekend's worldwide coalition event, the Harvest Tide. We'll discuss last week's cross-coalition challenge. We'll also issue a new cross-coalition challenge to close out 2023. We'll have a feature offered by Main Loop from his YouTube episode talking about his ratings for multicolored Planeswalkers. We'll do that while the Planeswalker sale is still available in the vault. Then I'll give a few thoughts about where I'd like to take this podcast, and I hope that you find in some ways it enhances your enjoyment of this great game, Magic the Gathering Puzzle Quest. I think that should be enough for a shortened prologue. I do want to make something clear up front. Most people listening to this episode have already heard at least one of my previous podcast episodes for the Gods of Theros podcast. I will still be making a weekly episode for the Gods of Theros. I will simply be migrating my GOT content exclusively to that podcast. This podcast is intended for the global MTGPQ audience. Okay, let's look at the results of last weekend's worldwide coalition event, The Harvest Tide. For the second straight week, Black Lotus has bested the rest of the world, winning the Harvest Tide by 10 points over second place. You have one job. They had 14 perfect scores and were the only team to eclipse 98%. Good job, guys. Well done. Let's run down the top 10 in order. Black Lotus. You have one job. Black Vice. The Gods of Theros. Oblivion. Blue Lotus. Goblin Pile. The New Talent. Teferi. MTG Goldfish. Congratulations again to the top 10 teams in last week's event, The Harvest Tide. Next weekend's Worldwide Coalition event will be of Machine and Freedom. Good luck, everybody. Okay, so for last weekend's cross-coalition challenge, I decided to see if the nine-team mega-coalition from the Ashes could team up with the seven-team mega-coalition, the Gods of Theros, to try to knock off the 14-team mega-coalition, Black Phoenix, from the top of the MTGPQ throne. Last week's proposed format was the most perfect scores combined, the top four teams from FTA and GOT combined versus the top four teams from Black Phoenix. So let's examine. Okay, so for FTA and GOT, fourth place was Gods of Theros. They had nine perfect scores. Seventh place, Goblin Pile had... <laughs> I should do that for every time I say that. Goblin Pile had 14. Good job, guys. Ninth place, Teferi had... 12 perfect scores and 14th place dejected had eight perfect scores so uh, that's 43 perfect scores for the fta got combined coalition all right let's check out black phoenix they had god they had four of the top eight okay black phoenix had first place black lotus had 14 perfect scores second place you have one job had 12 perfect scores fifth place blue lotus had 10 perfect scores 
And, oh, this don't look good. Eighth place, the new talent. They had a good one. Uh, had 11 perfect scores. That is 20. That's that's 47 perfect scores. So Black Phoenix wins this challenge 47 to 43. Come on, man. We try to team up against y'all, and you still bust us up. Four in the top eight. That's redonkulous. Y'all should be broken up like standard oil. It's a monopoly, I tell you. Oh, okay. That's the fun fact music. Okay, all right. Standard Oil. In 1911, the Supreme Court of the United States found that Standard Oil was in violation of the Sherman Antitrust Act and was thus determined to be an illegal monopoly and was forced to break up into dozens of much smaller companies, many of which eventually became Exxon, Gulf Oil, Shell Oil, Chevron, and something called the Anglo-Iranian Oil Company, which is now known as BP. Okay, enough of that tomfoolery. Next weekend's challenge issued by myself and accepted by his most exalted Phoenix opera stamper is the following. Again, with FTA and GOT teaming up to figure out some way to beat Black Phoenix, top five placing teams between FTA and GOT versus the top five placing teams from Black Phoenix, highest total score percentage of all scores aggregated across all five teams for each group. Okay, that, that sounds complicated because I'm not really explaining it very well, but really it's quite simple. And look, we're all nerds here. I think you guys get it, okay? Gods of Theros and From the Ashes, let's crush these fools. Okay, there's a sale in the vault right now uh, of multicolor and colorless planeswalkers. It's the annual holiday sale. It only happens this week. So I asked Main Loop to offer a sample of his brand new review of multicolor planeswalkers. And as always, he graciously obliged. You can find Main Loop's reviews on his YouTube channel. I'll provide a link in the show notes also. So let's everybody welcome Main Loop. Hey, what's up, Nerd Thuggery? Thanks again for letting me come on here and spout off my opinions about this game we left. So this time I'm going to be talking about the dual tricolor and colorless planeswalkers on sale that we have right now. So um, we're going right back to my page that I introduced to you last week's podcast. So for this little installment, I'm just going to go through the white dual color walkers. And if you're interested in listening to the rest of what I have to say, feel free to come over to my YouTube page and check out the full video. All right. So on with the show. Let's start with our white and green walkers. So... Quatley, Radiant Champion, and a Johnny Sleeper Agent, they are both A tier to me. You can't really go wrong with either if you're looking to pick up a white green walker. You know, they're about equal to me. You may like a Johnny Sleeper Agent slightly more because his first ability really helps to get creatures and vanguards into your hand that you want. I think his third ability is a little too slow to get going for me. I feel like I win the game way before I need to rely on that big Phyrexian poison creature that he makes with this third ability. So Quatly Radiant Champion um, is very creature dependent as in for her abilities to really shine they need to have creatures on the board. So she's very creature reliant in that regard. But if you like to play with big creatures she's definitely a good one to go with. Now we got white and blue walkers. So, uh, this might be a little controversial to some people, but 
Teferi Akosa of Zalfir has taken my spot as the top blue white walker. I believe he is, for me, the only S tier walker in this group. I very much underrated him when I first picked him up. I think I only put him at like B tier. But the more I used him, the more I relied on him, or the more I found the utility in his abilities, especially the the first one and, and the second one to a degree. But yeah, we got a lot of good knight creatures lately, though we always had a, um, a decent amount in standard. But nowadays, I really like him. I use him for a lot of the weekly events and he's one of my favorite planeswalkers to use if I just, you know, wanna take control of the game. And Teferi here of Dominaria, he used to be an S tier walker to me, but I downgraded him a bit to A. His uh, third ability is still one of the most powerful in the game for control. His mana gains are a little bit outclassed, uh, especially by Teferi, Akosa, Zalfir, Urza, Lord Protector. I think all the third, fourth, and fifth planes walker in my rankings have better mana gains in their respective colors than Teferi, Hero of Dominaria. And these days, if your Planeswalker can't hold up to mana gains that other Planeswalkers have that are more being used more, it's tough to get ahead. You can fall behind and not really have a way to keep back up if uh, for whatever reason your side of the board gets wiped as you're going through. So his first and second ability, his first is really not great. It's very below average. And uh, his second ability is okay, but for the most part, you're just racing to get to his third. So you don't really even use his first and second that often if you're playing him right. So that's why I've downgraded him a bit and put Teferi Akosev Zalfir above him because Teferi's abilities, I just find to be more useful than Teferi Hero Dominaria on the whole. I mean, if he had the third ability of Teferi Hero Dominaria, he'd be the one of the best walkers in the game, like maybe top three or four or something like that. That's how much I would rate him. But anyhow, those are my recommendations for white and blue walkers. And we got white and black. So Daxos, I think is still the best black and white walker in the game. Though Kaya Urzov Usurper is really interesting and useful in a lot of ways too. I think Kaya Intangible Slayer is good too. She's very different from Kaya Urzov Usurper. Her abilities let you play in a completely different style than the original Kaya and Daxos for sure. But I think Daxos gets the leg up over Kaya Urzov Usurper for his fetching abilities. And his third ability is pretty good too, where it can do a pretty decent board wipe of creatures and then really helps to pump up the token that you create with this first ability. So pretty useful abilities, except I don't really use a second very often. I think any of those black and white walkers are pretty decent for their respective colors. Now we got Red and white walkers. I still think Kalemne, Disciple of Iroas, is the best planeswalker in red and white. I think, uh, oh, I guess I didn't add uh, Quintorius Candon here. 
yet, but Quintorius Cand would get my second slot, and I think he's like an A minus B plus walker. So just below Kalemne. Kalemne is good for um, just winning fast when you need to. She's not great for generating her own mana. Her first ability is good creature fetch because you can kind of target which creature you're going to fetch a lot of times depending on how you build your deck. But yeah, still a very fast, very scary walker, especially with the way red and white has been lately. Pretty strong color combo right now. So she's my number one. Quintorius Canned is my number two. The rest of these I wouldn't bother with. So yeah, if you want to hear more of my analysis, come on over after you're done listening to this podcast, of course, to my YouTube channel, which Nerdthuggery will link to you in the podcast description notes. Thanks again. Thanks again, Main Loop. Check them out on YouTube. Great reviews. I'll put a link in the show notes again. Or you can just find him if you just search on YouTube for Main Loop. He, pop, he pops up. I believe Main Loop plays on the Dejected team for FTA. Good team. Also, I want to remind everybody to support all of the content creators who orbit this game. They put hours into their craft. I know I have a lot of fun watching and listening to everybody. Uh, you know, the ones I can think of right now are Main Loop, who we just heard from, Gazmaster, of course, Nalthazar, and Steve. Those are the ones I can think of now. If there's more out there, somebody hook me up. Uh, you can find everybody but me on YouTube. Me, you can find right here where you found me, or you wouldn't be hearing this right now. Uh, I enjoyed Steve's instant live set review that he did a couple of weeks ago when the uh, latest set was released. That was a lot of fun. Nalthazar does reviews and weekly streams, I believe, on Fridays. I don't know. I, you know, Go visit his YouTube channel and find out. Uh, Gazmaster looks like he could put together these slick videos in 10 minutes and grab five courses of sashimi before I'm done writing half of this podcast. He's so slick. But, uh, yeah, definitely support everybody, okay? All right. So, yeah, this turned out to be a pretty full episode, I guess. Um, just without the bells and whistles, I like to throw on these things. Pipes will be back for the next episode. We'll do this every week. Um, I'm not going to commit to a specific day because some episodes are a little more labor-intensive than others. Uh, but a good time frame to expect new episodes would be sometime between Monday night and Wednesday night. Just, you know, really the best way to do this is to, you know, follow or subscribe. And then every time I drop a new episode, you'll get a notification. So I'd like to continue reporting on weekly events, interviewing some personalities in the game. Those interviews, I know I keep threatening you guys. We're, we're lining them up. I will get to it. I promise you. Uh, even going over the history of some of these mega coalitions, I find it fascinating. It's a lot of fun. I'm, I'm new to this as of maybe a little more than a year ago, but hearing the history is a lot of fun. That's going to be some fun interviews in there. Most of you are seeing me on the Discord servers right now asking your opinion on which is the dominant color in standard right now. I'm getting great feedback from everybody on this. Uh, there's huge conversations going on on several of the Discords. Let me tell you, I'm hearing some surprises, actually. So uh, this is going to be fun next week. I'll, I'll concentrate on the results of that query. If you have an opinion on the dominant color or colors in the standard set right now, either at me on your Discord or drop me a private message at nerdthuggery. If you want to be notified as soon as an episode drops, feel free to follow or subscribe or whatever that function may be on the platform that you're listening on. I'm Nerd Thuggery. Good luck this weekend with Of Machine and Freedom. And happy holidays, everybody. Thanks so much for listening.